you're welcome to try this during the sitting or not, as you see fit. Um, mostly what I have to say is just a few very brief things that I found helpful in terms of doing the lying posture. not so much instruction or guidance on it, it's more essentially ways to help you stay awake. Because in the lying posture, it's very easy to fall asleep. And um, not only is it easy to fall asleep, it's easy to fall asleep and wake up and have no idea that you've been asleep. So essentially, the main piece is that you need a feedback mechanism to let you know that you have fallen asleep. The main one that I've used is to, while you're lying on your back, put your arm at right angles to the floor. Back, you know, your elbow on the floor, your arm at right angles to the floor, the way Tim is doing now. That, that is the, um, the main feedback mechanism. If you fall asleep, your arm will drop. And it may wake you up when it drops, it may not. But at least you will be aware when you wake up that you've been asleep because your arm has fallen. So that's one very simple mechanism. And it actually takes just the smallest amount of energy to keep your arm up. It's usually not too difficult on the shoulders to do that. So you can, you can kind of just balance it. It doesn't take too much effort. But it takes just a little bit of energy to do that. So it provides a little bit of um, energy in the system. The main challenge with lying meditation is that, so in the sitting posture, you have the, the stillness of sitting. And there's the energy to hold the body upright that provides some uh, energetic support for the mind in meditation. When you're doing lying meditation, you lose that energetic support from the body. So it makes it more challenging to do lying meditation. Essentially, the mind has to do the whole thing. In the sitting meditation, the body participates in, in some very helpful ways. The body provides some energy. And so I don't usually recommend that people do lying meditation when they're tired because it takes extra mental energy to engage. Now, you can, you can play with doing lying meditation in bed at night before you go to sleep. That's fine. Um, but if you're, if you're cultivating the lying posture as a posture for alertness and awakeness, I would recommend mostly trying it at times where you're not expecting that you would fall asleep, when you're not particularly sleepy. For myself, um, I think I mentioned in the hall, you know, that anytime you change posture, there's a little bit of a challenge to, um, for the mind, because the mind essentially gets used to a posture in meditation and kind of is very familiar with, for instance, how the breathing feels in that posture. Um, when you change to any change of posture, even if it's as, if it's as simple as switching legs that you're sitting in front. If you go from sitting in, on the floor to sitting in a chair, 
I'm sure many of you have noticed uh, a shift in what feels like your ability to be present and mindful when you switch postures. So the same thing happens with lying meditation. It feels different at first. When I switched to lying meditation for my back, it took quite a long time. I, I did the switch in my daily life. I didn't try to do it on retreat. I did it in daily life, and it took a month of daily sitting, lying in that posture, before the mind actually felt like <coughs> it was meditating, as opposed to just spacing out. And so it, when I first started doing the lying meditation, it kind of just felt like the mind was spacing out. It's like, this doesn't feel like meditation. But I just persisted. I just persisted with trying to be as present as I could in the lying posture. I was probably doing mindfulness of breathing at that point. I don't recall. Um, so it took some time for the mind to adjust. Now I've since taught this practice to people on retreat when they ended up with sciatica or some problem where they couldn't do sitting meditation when they had to do lying meditation for the retreat. And they've said it takes a couple of days to switch. So it's, it's you know, I mean, it's maybe a day or two before the mind really adjusts to the lying posture. So it, it's a faster adjustment on retreat. So you don't have to let it feel daunting to play with it on, um, on retreat. Um, so those are the main points that I have about the lying practice. The meditation practice itself is the same. When I went to, um, when I was practicing in <coughs> one of my teachers basically told me, never meditate lying down. Actually, he didn't say that to me. He told it, said it to several other people. <coughs> and I just assumed it applied to everybody. So, I, you know, he, he just, he, he said that to several people. So I just figured, okay, you know, when my sciatica got really bad, I told them that I couldn't do sitting any med meditation anymore. And they said, well, that's fine. You can do lying meditation, but you don't need to come for interviews. You know, I felt like I was being dismissed, essentially. And it's like, well, if you're doing lying meditation, you're not going to be practicing, essentially. So don't bother coming for interviews. So I didn't feel like I got very much support in from some of my Burmese teachers around practicing the lying meditation. And then I came back to the States and practiced it at the three-month course, you know, shifted and did it. And I discovered at that three-month course that it's very possible to do lying meditation. It can be a completely legitimate posture for cultivating insight and concentration. I do both in the lying meditation. Um, so it is a legitimate posture for the still posture. When I um, wanted to go back to Burma and study with another teacher, with Sayadaw Utejaniya, I, um, before I went, before I decided, before I actually committed to going, I went to visit him and I said, Sayadaw, I have to do lying meditation. I, I have this problem with my back. Is that okay? And he looked up at me and he said, if you know how to meditate, it doesn't matter what posture you're in. So this is really, a, this has been my own experience, my own understanding with the, my own cultivation of the lying posture. It is equally as useful of a posture as is the sitting. And it took some time to switch. So if you'd like to try lying meditation in the hall, I think that's fine. Um, 
use the arm up. If you um, fall asleep and start snoring, I am going to let everybody know it's fine to gently touch the person on their feet or shoulder or something so that they know they have, so that they know they're being woken up because they're snoring. Um, and if nobody happens to be near the person, I personally will get up and let you know that you're snoring. So, um, you know, that it's not a judgment. It's not, it's not a, um, you know, anything's wrong that you fall asleep when you're doing lying meditation. It happens all the time. It's just that the snoring can be disruptive for the rest of the group. And so, um, if you end up finding that you um, uh, do snore in lying meditation, eyes open is a helpful way to explore it. And at times when I've seen um, that I'm in a space where I have to do the lying meditation and I'm likely to fall asleep because, like late at night, very likely to fall asleep in the, in the late night sittings, I take myself out of the hall and do the lying meditation in my room so that I don't disturb somebody if I do fall asleep and start to snore. So those are my points about lying meditation. And if you'd like to try it, you're welcome to. I'm going to sit here. Andrea? Yes. Uh, you know when you're doing it, and um, suddenly you notice that your mind has gotten kind of drifty, <laughs> like it does, you know, it's sort of like you're dreaming. You're not in ordinary, you know, meditative consciousness anymore. Your mind has sort of slipped into this drifty dreaming stage. Mm -hmm. So, um, you can, you can do a couple of things with that. I mean, it's just like you're drifting into that when you're in sitting meditation. Mm -hmm. You can either do something to bring the energy up, open your eyes, mm -hmm. shift the posture, change to standing. Or you can see if you can explore how might it be possible to be mindful of that drifting dreamy state. Mm -hmm. Either one. You can explore either way. Okay. And that's the state that seems to be, when you first start doing lying meditation, that's the state that seems to predominate. And so, partly, you adjust, the, 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 the mind adjusts to the lying posture and, and seems to do it less over time. I mean, when we first start to do lying meditation and we lie down, it's like our body goes, oh, it's time to fall asleep, you know. It's, that's what we do in this posture. So it takes some time for the mind to recognize. And I actually create a, a posture for myself. I have a specific lying posture. Arm up, knees up, on my back. Um, I don't try to sleep in that posture. So I have a posture for lying meditation that's distinct from my sleeping posture. Because that way the mind associates that posture with alertness, with awakeness. So that's another, another point with the lying. Um, when you have your knees up, are, do you support it with um, Zafu, or how do you do that? Um, I usually just prop them together, uh -huh. uh, but it depends on what you need for your own body. Um, so, you know, there have been times when my back was in a state that I needed to actually have the legs supported, and I would use a chair and put my legs up on a chair. Mm -hmm. But it really, it just do what works for your body for the lying posture. One teacher said, 
never do lying meditation in bed before falling asleep because you don't want to associate the, that process with sleeping. Another I, teacher said it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it probably depends partly on the mind, <laughs> you know, whether that would work for you or not. Once I have learned how to do lying meditation, I now do, at times, um, use it. You know, I, I use it in my in bed, but I tend to be in my awake posture, and then, I, I mean, that keeps me awake. That posture basically keeps me awake now, most of the time. I mean, it's rare when it, it um, will fall asleep that way. And so I will meditate before bed in that posture, and then to fall asleep, I change the posture. So I meditate in my bed all the time now. I used to not do that. I used to actually have a separate space in my house where I meditated so that I didn't associate the, um, you know, so that I thought, you know, if I, lie, if I meditate on my bed, I'm going to be associating that with sleep. So I think it just depends on your mind.